Rusty Quill presents. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Entry 3127, titled Harry the Scarecrow, written and submitted to the exchange from a member going by the name, like I did, recorded by Cole Weavers. Thank you. 
my parents decided to move us to a town on a whim. There's no better explanation. They were fed up with the high price of rent in the city, and in Sutton they could afford a whole house with three bedrooms. That meant that I had my own room, they had theirs, and we even had an extra room for guests. Guests that would never come. My parents didn't know that at the time, though. The town was cute enough at first. Small center with shops and a marketplace. We also quickly realized that the people here loved all sorts of community activities. Fruit and vegetable contests, a celebration for each season, and regular town meetings. They did everything they could to think of to distract themselves from what was wrong with the town. I wasn't happy with the decision to move at first, but budged when I saw how happy it made my parents. Besides, I only had one year of school left and was already planning to move away for college. We couldn't have known that moving to Sutton meant that I would never get to do that. We moved here on the 1st of October, one year ago, and were quickly welcomed by most of our neighbors. The first ones were the Millers, who lived right next door to us. Mr. and Mrs. Miller came over with a huge wooden basket filled with all kinds of baked goods and massive smiles on their faces that never seemed to disappear. We were busy unpacking the boxes in our living room when they knocked on our door. Mom went to open it while Dad and I listened to the voices. Oh, what a wonderful decision you made by buying this house, we heard the woman say. And at the most perfect time as well. We saw that you have a daughter. She looks about the age of our Ethan. Oh, maybe he can tell her about all the fun a young person can have in Sutton. The father spoke faster than a normal person should. Mom couldn't get a single word in. Yes, wouldn't that be wonderful? The three of you should come over for dinner sometime. We'd love to introduce you to our town, the mother continued. Have you met Harry yet? Slowly, Dad got up and walked towards the door. Oh, you must be the husband. Hello. My parents were city people, and I could tell they were already overwhelmed by the warmth of our neighbors and couldn't help but grin. When the Millers left, we started snacking on all the goods they brought, but were interrupted every couple of minutes by other neighbors bringing more stuff. After the last ones, my dad closed the door inside. The three of us looked at each other for a moment and then started laughing. This will take a lot of adjustment, my mom giggled. But it could be worse, right? Well, at least we don't have to worry about dinner or lunch tomorrow, I added. We had a bunch of casseroles, pies, and salads. It seemed like everyone in town brought us something. They are a little peculiar, but nice, I guess, Dad said. I'm sure we'll get used to it. And a bunch of parents are already planning friendships between you and their kids, Avery. Seems like you're already popular, he joked. Yeah, maybe I can become Harry's friend, I said. Oh yes, what was that about, my mom asked. They all talked about this Harry person, but nobody ever told us who he actually is. Due to the fall holidays, I would wait to start school. I also wasn't planning on growing friendships here. I had my friends at home, after all. So I spent those days with my parents. The next day, I went to the grocery store with my mom so we could stock up on everything we didn't have yet. We walked to the town center, which only took us ten minutes, to a store one of our neighbors recommended. I expected a real grocery store, but it was more like this tiny kiosk with only the most essentials. They had no name brands and were mostly stocked with vegetables and dairy items. The woman behind the register gave us a big smile. Wonderful choice of items you made here. You know, everything we sell is produced locally. Oh, that's nice, my mother said. Yes, it is, isn't it? 
even stuff like toilet paper? I asked. Well, no, not everything, but almost everything. We do not rely on the outside much, and we don't need to. Harry wouldn't like that. She whispered in that last sentence. Mum and I exchanged a curious look. Yes, well, who exactly is Harry? We keep hearing that name, and... Mum stopped speaking when she saw the face of the woman change completely. She'd lost all color. Oh, yes, well, you will learn soon enough, but hopefully not too soon. Just remember, we all stick together here. This confused us even more, but the woman wouldn't answer any more of our questions. Instead, she tried distracting us with all sorts of information about the upcoming fall festival. I wish she would have been right, and that we would have had more time. But as it happened, I saw Harry that night. My parents had already gone to bed, and the streets were so quiet that you could have heard a pin drop outside. I was in my room watching a show when I heard footsteps. If you can call them that. It sounded more like someone dragging themselves over the floor. I walked over to the window but couldn't see much at first. The street was dark. All the lights in the houses were out. I'd noticed people pulling down their shades earlier in the evening already, but as my eyes adjusted better, I saw where the sound was coming from. I saw a man, in ripped clothing with something that looked like straw hanging out from his arms and legs. His movements seemed awkward and slow, his body all crooked and bent, almost as if he were hurt. But every now and then he would slightly change directions going in a zigzag line. I couldn't really see his face until he stopped, right in front of our house, and started looking up at my window. Suddenly I was painfully aware that my room was the only one around with a light on. My breathing got heavier, but the rest of my body was frozen. And that's when the door opened and my light was shut off. I tried to scream, but no sound came out, and suddenly a hand pulled me out of my room and into the hallway. It was Dad. Did you see that? He whispered. I saw Mum standing in front of their bedroom door. I nodded, but not really able to speak. What a freak, my mother said. Joanna. I'm just saying, it's the middle of the night. He looks like he's on drugs. Why'd you pull me out here? I asked, my voice finally back. I didn't want to admit that my parents might be as scared as me. We saw him looking up, and when we came to the hallway, your light was on. He was looking at you, my mom whispered. Dad walked back to my room, and after a while, he said, He's gone. When morning came, the three of us had calmed down. In the daylight, our fear of the prior night seemed ridiculous. It was probably just a drunk guy coming home from an early Halloween party, Dad said during breakfast. Yeah, I agreed. I still didn't like the way he stared at me, though. Mum kept rearranging the scrambled eggs on her plate, not really eating anything. Do you think that man was... Harry? She asked after a while. I'd been thinking the same thing. We were able to laugh about it, but it didn't change the fact that something about this place really didn't feel right. That evening, we were invited to dinner at the Miller's. At first, I didn't want to go with my parents but I felt like it might be a good way to find out more about Harry and Sutton, so I went along. Mum brought a bottle of her favorite wine. She'd gotten a box full from the city before we moved, and the Millers were ecstatic about it. We sat down at their dinner table, which was already filled with lots of appetizers and decorations, and they were great hosts. 
Mr. Miller opened the wine and poured everyone, including me, a glass. This is fantastic. I don't remember the last time I had wine this good, Mrs. Miller exclaimed. I'm glad you like it, my mom said. I still have a few bottles if you'd like one for another time. No, no, I wouldn't want to take the last memories you have from home. Oh, don't worry, I can order more once we're out. Miller's exchanged a strange glance but didn't comment any further. Ethan! The father suddenly shouted. We're starting dinner! He looked at us apologetically. Our son is sometimes just so lost in his own little world. We'd already started eating when he finally came to the living room. He resembled his dad with his black hair and tall stature. His mom was rather the opposite, very short with red curls. He was also dressed very casually in a t-shirt and ripped jeans while his parents looked like they were at a dinner party in the 50s. Ethan, meet our new neighbors, Eli and Joanna Russell, and, and, and their daughter Avery. Uh, he mumbled as he sat down the free chair opposite me. Ethan was the first person in Sutton that we met who didn't smile when he saw us. And he was quiet the rest of the dinner while his parents, as usual, kept talking without a pause. Towards the end of dinner, my mom decided to finally interrupt the strange couple by telling them about what we saw last night. For a moment, there was a silence. The Millers looked very uncomfortable, but didn't stop smiling. That was Harry, Ethan finally said. That's what I thought, but we don't really understand this. Does this happen more often? Does Harry have some kind of psychological problem? My mother bluntly asked. Mrs. Miller shushed her. Sorry, Joanne, that was so rude of me. She looked around the room. It's just we don't talk badly about Harry. Oh, I wasn't trying to. The man was staring at our daughter at night. We were just a bit concerned. That's all. We don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Everyone here is really so happy that you moved to Sutton, Mr. Miller chimed in. It's just not simple to explain... Who Harry is? Has he ever harmed anyone here? My dad asked. Again, silence. The dinner ended quickly and awkwardly after that. We left with more questions than answers. The following day, my mom suggested we take a little day trip so we could explore nearby towns and maybe find a place with a decent grocery store. None of us admitted it, but I think all of us were kind of creeped out and just wanted to get away for a bit. The neighbors here were open and friendly at first glance, but something was really wrong with them. I could see the regret in my parents' face. We didn't belong here. So we packed a few essentials and got in the car. We drove for five hours until we finally gave up. That's when we realized that there was no way of leaving Sutton. The GPS was all wrong. Streets came to dead ends. We tried to drive away the same way we came, but it almost seemed like those roads were just gone. The three of us felt as if we had lost our minds. Finally, we came to a long road and figured it would lead us out. The road was empty. We hadn't seen any houses for at least half an hour. There was nothing but fields. Dad pushed the gas harder and we were finally able to breathe properly again until we saw something on the road. From the distance, we couldn't recognize what it was, but as we got closer, we realized it was a person, and they were slowly walking towards our direction. Slamming on the brakes, we came to a sudden halt right in front of them. 
I immediately recognized the shredded clothes and the straw. Everything about him looked fake except for his face, a human face with thick eyebrows and thin lips. We stood there for a moment as he dragged his body towards our car. Mom locked the doors. He opened his mouth, but no words came out. Then he reached his arm towards my mother's door. That's when my dad peeled out of there back in reverse. When we were far enough away, he turned the car. We were almost out of gas, but still somehow made it back to our new house. When we got back, I saw Ethan sitting on their front porch with a book. My parents didn't want me to go over, but I convinced them that it was fine. Meanwhile, and panicking, they decided they would knock on some neighbors' doors to try and find out how to get out of town. Tried to leave, huh? He said as I approached. I nodded. He gave me a half-smile that felt genuine. What's going on here? I tried to hide the panic in my voice. You fell into the trap. Once you move to Sutton, you stay here for good. The only escape is... death. I swallowed. That's ridiculous. He shrugged. Doesn't make it less true. We came here before, to, to look at the house. We left after that. That was before you actually lived here. Now it's too late. A million thoughts raced through my mind, but I realized there was no use denying what he was saying. We had just driven for hours through a tiny town. I knew that he was right, even if it felt wrong, so instead I turned to anger. Then why the hell did no one warn us? He got up from the porch and came closer. Because they're all insane. After the man who lived in your house died, they were just so happy to get new residents, new neighbors. They can't leave, so they try everything to get at least a little change, a little glimpse into the outside. It'll probably happen to you and your parents as well soon enough. My mother cried the entire evening. My father went from reasoning to anger to silence to apologizing. The next few days continued the same. We tried to leave a few more times. By car, by foot, with bikes. While we didn't meet Harry again, we also didn't find our way out. The town felt like a maze. Slowly, weeks passed and insanity turned into everyday life. My parents started dressing and acting like the neighbors. They joined town events and made friends that were just as lost as them. Harry wanted us to stay. The townspeople wanted us to stay. And Sutton became our new reality. Tiny Terrors is an anthology horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was directed by Cole Weavers with sound production and editing by Mike Lebeau. To find additional information or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website, www.tinyterrorspod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at tinyterrorspod. Or join the Pulp Audio Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Rate and review us on Spotify and Apple. And finally, thanks for listening.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.